listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast. What smells so bad? It's strong, but you'll get used to it. Now here's your hosts, Nick Stevenson and Chris Clark. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Whatever time of day it is, wherever you may be listening in the world, welcome to episode two of the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast. You heard the voice, guy. My name's Nick Stevenson, and the man sitting across from me needs no introduction. Well, maybe one introduction. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the hype gorilla himself, Christopher Clark. What's up, man? What's up, my brother? Man. What a week it has been. Yes, sir, indeed. Uh, We put out our first episode last weekend around this time. I got to tell you, when I first put it up, I was not expecting much. And the first few minutes, I brought up the statistics, and there was two listens. And I'm like, yeah, that's me and Chris. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely me and Chris. Um, But it didn't take long, man, before all of a sudden the feedback started coming in. It was amazing. And it was nothing but positivity, man. People appreciating what we were doing, all kinds of love and support. (laughs) Some some good constructive criticism as well. I mean, it was the first time. It was our first time running. So people, but even even the constructive criticism was given like, hey, guys, that was great. You guys work out these couple little things. I think we're going to be our own worst critics anyway. So most of the stuff they told us, we probably already knew. Yeah. But it's the people who care about you the most, right? They're going to they're going to keep it real. And of so course. uh I, I know our buddy Rolando had some good constructive criticism for Absolutely. You. <laughs> he absolutely did. <laughs> hey man, but Rolando's excited. There's there's a lot of people who are super excited and um we had Madeline's banquet uh the next night and I was shocked. I say at least 10, 15 people were like, hey, guys, phenomenal. Listen to your podcast. It was great. I mean, the love and support that we got was awesome. So it's it's a good feeling, man. I I felt good about it when we finished. We gave a good little high five. That's it. And excited. It was just it it was a great experience. And it got me pumped up. It got me ready to do the next one. There you go. And because I have to, you know, I talked about it in the first episode. For me, negativity can creep in and. When I was first looking at the statistics and I'm like, <laughs> we told him yeah. it was coming. What happened? Right. <laughs> but all of a sudden, man, the, the listeners, uh, the listens, they jumped. We got some subscribers. Uh-huh. Our YouTube video has been viewed over 200 times. It's incredible. It's not what I expected. Not I was, at all. No, not at all. <laughs> I was going to be happy if 50 people watched or listened. And so we, we can't thank everybody enough, man. The love, the support that you guys have given us. We're fired up and we're ready to to give that back to you. We're going to debut what we hope is a recurring episode entitled Love and Good Vibes. I think when we decided we were going to do a podcast, that's the main reason, one of the main reasons we wanted to do it. Look, if you want to get negativity and news that depresses you, that's all over the place. We got to a point where we're like, you know what? Let's let's start having some discussions about the good stuff that yeah. nobody's talking about. And it I know it doesn't move the needle and I'm not going to be judgmental because even <laughs> me sometimes yeah. I catch myself glued to the news like uh-huh. oh what what did Trump do today? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah, um yeah. most I talk to a lot of people they're just tired of it. They're sick of and, it. <laughs> and they're it, it's old. It really yeah. does. 
me and you used to watch the news a lot and talk about what was going on. And then I remember the day I asked you, I don't even remember what it was, but I asked you, hey, did you see? You're like, nope. Nope. Don't care. <laughs> don't care. Dude, I'm telling not you, I, watching used, it. I used to listen to the AM radio stations mm-hmm. religiously all yeah. day long. I mean, it, it was insane. It got to the point where it would ruin my entire day. Right. I mean, just completely take a shit on my entire day. I'd come home, I'd be pissed off yeah. and over nothing. Mm-hmm. It's shit that you can't control. Right. It's, you have no control over anything that's going on. But that's what they depend on, man. Of course. Those media outlets, they want to get you fired up. And they understand the human condition is you, for some reason, you pay more attention when it's when it's salacious. When uh-huh. it's And I'm guilty of it myself, dude. I, at one point, watched... I don't know if you've ever heard of the Investigation Discovery Channel. Of course. It's like 24-hour true crime. Absolutely. And I couldn't look away from it, man. For like six months straight, I watched it. And then one day, I'm sitting there with Cheeto dust on my fingers, (laughs) you know, licking my fingers watching a television program about a murder that really happened. And I'm entertained by it. And I was like... This what, is kind of what, what's crazy is half that shit goes unsolved, man. Yeah. I mean, there's there's but these are real people. Yeah. Uh huh. And I'm entertained by the like, what if that was my family member who had been murdered? Yep. And they have some what happens when wives kill their husbands with an axe. <laughs> like, it's so it's like it's a game. Uh-huh. But that's what people that's what we want to watch on TV. Of course. We want to watch the nasty, of the course. dirty, the grimy. Yep. And I don't know. Maybe it's because it makes us feel better about I, I can't explain it. But there is a desperate need for somebody to bring out some love and good vibes, bro. And that's what we're here to do. And that is exactly what we decided we wanted to do. Um, We experienced a lot of love and good vibes this past week, Mm -hmm. including Thanksgiving. Yep, absolutely. uh, In the what we've dubbed as the Clarkinson family. (laughs) Um, It was a great Thanksgiving, man. I my brother was here. Um, I. I didn't get to talk about my brother a whole lot in the first episode, man, but it was a very similar situation. You talked to me about you and Booba, where you guys fought like cats and dogs as kids, and now you guys are best friends. It's a really similar situation with me and my brother. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, that uh, that prayer circle that we do Mm -hmm. and then tell everybody what we're thankful for, it's usually very humdrum. I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for another great year. Dude, when it got around to him, I'm holding back tears. Yeah. And it has literally, it, it's literally all I've been thinking about for three days. Yeah. I can't get it off my mind. Like, what he said was truly incredible. Yeah. Uh, He's been going through it, and we felt it. Yeah, I, absolutely. I was, I was doing the same thing. Absolutely. And and what's crazy is we talked about it a little bit because our paths, we, we grew up adverse, uh, I would say, my brother got on my nerves, basically. you That's know, what we, they're there for. <laughs> yeah, we fought like cats and dogs, like you said. But as we got older... And our life experiences started to almost mirror one another. Mm-hmm. And this past year, he's gone through a lot of the things yeah. that I went through just a few years ago yeah. when I met you guys. Yeah. And so I really felt what he was saying. I know you felt what he was saying, too. And just the whole the whole celebration was great. We had all the kids here Absolutely. running around like he- heathens, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we had, you know, aunts, uncles that we don't you know, see all the time. It, it was great, man. I, I really, like I said in our first episode, I love our dynamic. Yeah. Our dynamic is awesome. It's always a good time. Yeah. So we thought, if you don't mind, let's share some of our loving good vibes from Thanksgiving. Let's do it. With the audience. Um, I decided to run around and talk to the kiddos and get a little bit of a, a little bit of an idea of what they're thankful for. You know, you never quite understand the mind of a child and 
it's pretty funny to just ask him, hey, what, what are you thinking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we got some audio. Um, your boy Nick Stevenson was out amongst the people reporting live. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought we'd share that with you guys. Uh, check it out. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. What's up, guys? Nick Stevenson, Smells Like Middle Age Spirit, live from the Clarkinsons Thanksgiving. I am here with one of the Clarkinsons. Zoe, how are you doing? Good. So it's Thanksgiving time. Uh, what are you thankful for this year? I'm thankful for my dog, Stormy. And Stormy is thankful for you, I bet. <laughs> okay, are you going to bring her any food? Any leftovers? Maybe a turkey bone? Hmm? I think she choke on it. You think she choke on Okay, maybe just a piece of ham. Okay, that's okay. Okay, that sounds good. There's nothing to choke on with ham. Alrighty. Now, what's your favorite thing to eat at Thanksgiving? I like the mac and cheese. The mac and cheese. And the sweet potatoes. Everybody loves those sweet taters. Alrighty, do you have any fun facts about yourself that you want to tell the world? Or do you know any good jokes? Why'd the turkey cross the road? Why did the turkey cross the road? To get to the other side. Hey! Very good. Alright, you want to say anything else to the world? Save the turtles. <laughs> Alrighty, I am sitting with one of my best friends right now. Her name is Journey. How are you doing, Journey? Good. Alrighty, so it's Thanksgiving, obviously. The first question I want to ask you is what are you thankful for this year? for my friends and family. That is a beautiful answer. Now, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food to eat? Um, turkey. Turkey? That's, mm -hmm. hey, it's not Thanksgiving without the turkey, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so what grade are you in? I'm in third grade. Third grade, and you are cute as a button. I thank you so much for doing this interview. Now, you told me earlier that you had a super cool fact about yourself that you wanted to tell me. What was that? That I was actually not from Texas. I was actually from Florida. Thank you for doing this interview, Journey. Eliciana, how are you doing? I'm doing good. All right, I want you to tell me what you are thankful for this year. I'm thankful for my family, and we all celebrate Thanksgiving. Hey, what's your favorite thing to eat at Thanksgiving? Um, gravy casserole and turkey. Mm-mm, okay, you know any good jokes? One day, my mom had a cake and she put on it, she um, warmed it up in the refrigerator. <laughs> this is a joke. She put pickles on the cake and she warmed it up in the refrigerator. Hey! <laughs> All right, Lisi, that was great. Thanks for doing the interview. I love you. Give me loves. All righty, that was Alisiana. Her mom once made a cake with pickles on it and warmed it up in the refrigerator. You heard it here first on the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast. All right, we're back at the Stephen Ark Thanksgiving dinner. I'm talking to my niece, Jaya. You want to tell me what you're thankful for this year? All right, tell me. My family and, and my uncle. Yeah, all right, give me five. What's your favorite food to eat at Thanksgiving? Um, turkey and macaroni. Turkey and macaroni? What's your favorite dessert? Um, cake and cheesecake. Well, thank you so much for doing this interview. I love you. Um, All right, give me love. Mwah. All right, guys, that was Jaya. I'm here with my niece, Fallon. Fallon, how are you doing? Good. All righty. I want you to tell me what you are thankful for this year. I'm thankful for my mom, dad, and you. Oh, I get him. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right. Now, at Thanksgiving, what's your favorite Thanksgiving Sweet food? Potato casserole. Sweet potato casserole. Awesome. Okay. Do you have any fun facts about yourself you want to tell us? Um, that I'm part Italian. 
Next year for Thanksgiving, you're going to eat spaghetti and meatballs. No. Fallon, thank you so much for doing this interview. I love you, boo. Give me some love. All righty. From the Stephen Arc Thanksgiving, I'm here with my oldest daughter, Maddie. Maddie, how's it going? Good. All right. It's Thanksgiving time. What are you thankful for this year? I'm thankful that I'm living in Deer Park and, <laughs> and I'm having the best time of my life. This is my favorite part of my life because I'm living with the Stephen Arcs, which is the best family in the world. Alrighty, what's your favorite thing to eat at Thanksgiving? Um, sweet potato casserole. That is the second answer that we've gotten for that. And what's your favorite dessert? Um, probably pumpkin pie. Tell everybody a fun fact about you that you think most people don't know. Um, I have curly hair. Okay, <laughs> Madeline, thank you for doing this interview. I love you. Give me some love. Yeah. I am here with my son, Logan. Logan, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Alrighty. Yeah. Hey, man, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. What are you thankful for this year? The ladies. The ladies. Bruh. Mm -hmm. Alrighty then. Anyone in specific? I mean, this is going out to the entire world. You want to <laughs> holler at your girl? No, I'm good. <laughs> oh, I, you, you was coming out blazing like you was a player. Oh, I, thought, I thought you was going to say a name. Oh, oh, so what you're trying to tell me is that there's more than one and you don't want to get yourself in trouble? Yeah. Okay. All Bruh. right. What's your favorite thing to eat at Thanksgiving? Turkey, probably. Turkey. Or mac and cheese. Turkey, mac and cheese. All right. What's your favorite dessert? Uh, peanut butter pie. Um, if I got in a fight with your Uncle Chris, who do you think would win? You. Damn, no. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for doing this interview. Okay, guys, I'm back at the Stephen Arc Thanksgiving, and I'm talking to my daughter, Hannah. Hannah, how's it going? Good. All righty. Tell me what you're thankful for this year. I'm thankful for God and Nick and my family. God first, then Nick. Then her family. Alrighty, so what's your favorite thing to eat at Thanksgiving? Turkey. That's it? What's your favorite dessert? Um, pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. What's your special talent? My special talent is some, um, normally art. How about you speak a little bit of Spanish? Hola, como estas? And that means? Hi, how are you? Very good. Hannah, I love you. Thank you for doing this interview. Alright guys, that is a wrap on the Clarkinson slash Stephen Arc Thanksgiving dinner. I hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving. I know I ate too much. As a matter of fact, my only message for my family is don't go in the bathroom for about 35, 45 minutes. Back to you guys in the studio. So that was it. I tell you, that, that field reporter, Nick Stevenson, he's going places. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a little bit of the love and good vibes, man. Out of the mouth of babes, as they say. You know what I loved most about that? Is that, first of all, some of our kids, like, they just had the perfect scripted answer. They I knew know. exactly what to say. But let me tell you about Zoe. She's like, I'm thankful for my dog. <laughs> Fuck the rest of y'all. <laughs> I mean, she kept it real. Yeah. And, you know, my son, he's he's just full of shit. That's yeah, all yeah. it is. You oh, know, yeah. he ain't got no game. No. I'm working with him. But, <laughs> but man, it was just a good time. And I thought I put that together, man. I thought that illustrated perfectly, like, just the best parts of Thanksgiving, man. Having the kids together. And these are memories they're going to remember forever. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, I hope they will continue to spread the love and good vibes uh, that we teach them to. So that, that was a fun night, man. So I'm excited to to do what we said we were going to do. Let's talk about some positive stories out there, man. Let's, All right. I, I was, I, as I was looking for positive stories, and it was harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, absolutely. But 
like if you Google positive stories, even some of the positive stories I found were kind of Whack. odd. Yeah. 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 Like one of them was like terrorism is um, what, what did he say? Terrorism is on the decline. I'm like, okay, <laughs> but it's still terrorism. <laughs> like, they're not blowing up yeah. as many people. Uh-huh. You know, it was tough. And I came across this website, though, and I, I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. And they're not paying us for us to say what they are anyway. <laughs> so, um, but they cited a Pew survey that said seven in 10 Americans feel, quote, worn out by the news. 38% sometimes or often just avoid it. I, and I'm I like, yeah, believe that, that's us. Because that's me. <laughs> right here. That's me. We're avoiding it. Yep. Um, and that's what Love and Good Vibes is about, finding those people. And let's talk about some stories that aren't moving the needle. And we said we'd stay away from politics and, and all of that. I think at some point, I think you and I could demonstrate, okay, when me and Chris do talk politics, this is what it looks like. I, I dig it. I dig yeah, it. Yeah, I think we could do that at yeah. some point, but it's not going to be what people are used to. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely not going to be what people are used to. So we took on the task the last week to find some positive stories. I am going to let you tell me what you saw out there uh, to share some love and good vibes with our listeners. All right. So... I grew up with a guy named Chris Howard and Adam Bono. We were in elementary school mm-hmm. all the way up into our senior year. Okay. Same schools. We, we, we grew up together. Um, their wives, Evelyn and Kelsey, have started a nonprofit. It's called Recycle, Relove, and Rejoice. Okay. And what they do is... And they're still local here? Yes, they're okay. in Deer Park. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Sweet. Um, what they do is they take in donations for kids' toys of all ages. They bring them in, they clean them up, they fix them if they need to fix them, and they find families in need to right. give them to. And me being an owner of a nonprofit, I cannot express how much work goes into that. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's a substantial amount. And I think what they're doing is truly amazing. Right. I mean, it's it's it takes a big person. It takes a lot to dedicate yourself to not getting paid to do something. Yeah, you have to really care as about it. As crazy the cause. as that sounds, you do. Yeah. You really have to care you about have it. You have to care about it. And I think, what, what are their names again? Kelsey and Evelyn. Okay, so going into that, they probably understood, or maybe, maybe even they didn't understand how difficult it would mm-hmm. be. And so the fact that they're still doing it, how, how long has this been going now? I believe it launched two months ago. Two months ago? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so they probably don't quote me on that. Okay. The the point is, is that they're doing it. They're doing it. And they've probably recognized, okay, this is probably more difficult than they thought it was going to be. Yeah, absolutely. When you care about the cause, um, that's great. I I did have some, some local stories that I wanted to share, but first when I was searching, cause I'm like, okay, I had to ask myself the question, is there so much negative news because that's what the world is like? Or is it just because it's what you're getting? It's fed. what right. It's what you're getting fed, mm-hmm. and what moves the needle. And I found some national stories, man, that that really moved me. <laughs> now Whitney and I debated this first one <laughs> on whether it was truly love and good vibes, but mm-hmm. I'll tell you why it was love and good vibes for me. It's about a father, and I'm trying to figure out where he was from. I don't know if it mentions it, um, but there was a father who knew that he was terminally ill. Mm-hmm. And they knew that he could pass at any moment. Mm -hmm. And he understood that Uh, the photo that they tweeted out is them at the hospital. So he's, he's, he knows that his time's coming soon. Of course. 
And on his last night, when he knew he was getting close, he decided all he wanted to do was have a beer with his sons. Yeah. And so if you see it there, they're in the hospital. Okay. Okay. He's in a hospital bed. He's got booze. He's got, <laughs> it looks like his wife there and three of his boys. Yeah. And he's, he's clearly a, a much older man. And his sons look, he, he's got a smile on his face though, you know? And that's what matters, man. And that's what matters. So the reason that we debated, is not really loving good vibes because I believe the man did pass away like two days later. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the face of knowing that he was going to die. I think he realized what was important was his attitude. Of course. And you look at this picture, he's got a smile on his face. How many of us, <laughs> if we knew yeah. we could be dead in the next two days, would sit there with a smile on his face? Incredible. But it, in it, the, another reason that it moved me is because man, I'm thinking, okay, what positivity, what he obviously was at peace with himself. And he knew what was most important mm-hmm. was in his last moments to enjoy a moment with his sons. Yeah. And the reason that hit me so hard is because recently my father and I had a falling out. Uh-huh. We did. And when we had this falling out, it's typical, you know, father, son, a man raises you, mm-hmm. you take a different path than perhaps he thought you would or wanted you to. Mm-hmm. And you butt heads. Yeah, of so you have disagreements about how things should be done. And and to be honest, I felt that there was a few times that he had crossed the line and it made me so upset mm-hmm. that even though he was coming to visit us, uh, it, would, it had been planned. I told him, you know what? Don't even bother. Yeah. I don't want you here. Mm-hmm. I don't want you around my wife. I don't want you around my kids, which is a big deal because when I talked to Whitney about this, I was like, I don't get this upset. Yeah. I've been through way too much mm-hmm. to let this bother me the way that it has. And yeah. I couldn't explain it. It just really bothered me. And for me to tell my father, who I have not seen in three years, mm-hmm. don't bother coming. Yeah. To be honest, it hurt me to say it. Well, it was course. very, it was very painful. Yeah. And I, I, like I said, I've been through a lot of stuff, and mm-hmm. I just shake it off. Like this, this was eating me up, that dude. Hit home. Yeah. yeah, it was eating me up bad mm-hmm. because as mad as I was, as angry as I was, that's my father. Yeah. I love him, and he's getting up there in age, and I knew that he was coming here. There was no guarantee he was coming back. Yeah. And so I was trying to wrap my mind around the possibility that he would come and go and I wouldn't see him and he'd never come back. Yeah. And so when he got here, uh, we, just, we texted back and forth a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, it was around the time of Maddie's cheer competition. Okay. And he was in town. He had actually taken my nieces. He wasn't far from where we were. And he kept telling me, son, I really want to come. Maddie wants me to be there. But... You know, I don't want to start any controversy if it's going to cause any problems. Uh And I hesitantly, because I knew Maddie wanted him there and I didn't want what was going on between me and him to affect how she, her relationship with him. Of course. I told him to come and he came and like, honestly, I had, I felt emotional when he got there Mm -hmm. and I went ahead and I I went up to him and I gave him a hug anyway, even though we, we'd had some pretty harsh words. Um, so he was there for her cheer competition. Maddie was extremely excited. He went out to eat with all of us afterward. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still like, that was that tension because we hadn't really resolved anything. Yeah, of course. Um, and I had that week off. So I was like, you know, dad, I'll, I'm busy, man. You know, I'll get mm-hmm. into, I was kind of trying to brush him off. Yeah, yeah. But I really wanted to fix whatever this issue was. Of course. And finally, um, he decided he was going to come up here and talk to both me and Whitney. And I had to stop being stubborn (laughs) 
Yeah. Stop being a, stop being stubborn. Stop being a pain in the ass and be like, okay, because it really started to eat me up. Like, th- there's no guarantee I'll have a chance to do yeah. this. Stuff, Whitney, like, stuff like that will eat you up, man. Yeah. It really will. And Whitney talked to me about, you know, she lost her father. She's like, you only got one, man. And so when I was reading this story, I was thinking about all of this. Mm-hmm. My dad finally came up here and we had a good heart to heart. Yeah. And when we walked away, just like we talked about, we weren't 100%. Like, we still have our differences. But of course. we came to a mutual respect. And my father did something that, honestly, I wasn't expecting. Like, he came into the conversation, and he was humble, and he was apologetic. And it made me realize, you know what? I need to do the same thing. Because yeah, yeah. I said some things. Of course. Even though I may have felt like I was in the right. Like, mm-hmm. I said some things that you can't take back, yeah. you know? And so reading this story about this father who wanted to just share a beer with his sons and me and my dad, it, it just hit home. Cause me and my dad, we worked some things out. Yeah. We talked, he ended up getting to spend time with the kids while he was here. And he actually donated this laptop that we are <laughs> making the smells like middle-aged spirit podcast from. And I told him, you know, dad, now that I'm a parent, I understand wanting to do something for your kids. Yeah, of course. I normally don't want to like accept, mm-hmm charity or gift whatever but i was like being a parent now i understand what it's like yeah and i let him do that and pop if you're listening i we thank you so much it's very um, very much appreciate it was, it's it helped us really get started because mm-hmm. we, we were kind of at a lull but more than anything pop i just want you to know that i love you and i'm glad we worked everything out and uh i hope you're listening to this so that you'll <laughs> <laughs> you'll hear my message but that 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 made that that brought the love and good vibes back in this yeah, house yeah. because let me tell you that while I was angry, there was a cloud over this entire house. Everybody could feel it. Yeah, of course. And sometimes you have to change your mindset yeah. and realize, like, look, am I going to be stubborn? Am I just going to stay mad about this? Mm-hmm. Or and and I t- I told Whitney, I was like, look, we need to burn sage in this house or something because it was <laughs> it was affecting everybody. Yeah, yeah, it was even my kids. Like, of course, they could feel it. And once my dad and I, we worked everything out and he came and he talked to Whitney. I'm telling you, like a thousand pounds, a thousand pounds lifted off your shoulder. And and it felt like we opened the windows and just let all that shit out. And it's amazing what talking like two adults will get you. Yeah. It's amazing what a simple conversation. Absolutely. How much peace it can bring. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. It really is. (laughs) It is. And like, that's what we talked about on this podcast. I can't get on here and tell people, oh, you got to listen to one another and you got to be adults. Nope. And not do that with my father. Yeah, of you know? course. Of course. So that, that's why that, that story to me, I didn't think about the fact that this man passed away. I thought about how he chose to use his last moments. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. And, you know, I, I hope, you know, knock on wood, it's, it's far, far from now. But I hope when the time comes, if I know that I'm going to go, I have that type of peace. Of course. And that... I have a relationship with my children where they'll, where they'll actually be there. So yeah, of course that was one of the other stories. Did you have another that you wanted to share? I, I did not quite as heartfelt as that, but I did. <laughs> I did definitely see a story that moved me. Yeah. Uh, the Houston food bank. I don't know if you saw those headlines, but yes. they lost 1.8 million pounds of refrigerated food. Yeah. That's crazy. They're, they got, they got some kind of ammonia leak and they, they lost everything two, yeah. two weeks before Thanksgiving. Man. And I don't, I don't know if people realize how big, of a deal at Houston Food Bank is, but they yes. feed a crap load of people. Yes, they do. I mean, they do a, they do amazing work in the Houston area. Yeah, and to lose everything like that is a catastrophe. I mean, that's a game changer. That's insane. Well, H E B was the first one to step up. 
not only did they say we're going to donate, but they say they said we're re- we're rerouting our trucks, and they're coming to you, and we're unloading trucks into that food bank. Wow! And then Walmart followed, and then Kroger followed. Like it was just yeah, it was incredible to see all these monster corporations coming and helping out these little guys. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I didn't hear about that until you sent it to me. Really? And I'm like, why is that not all over the news? Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> why is that not yeah. all over the news? Yeah. And not just locally, but that should be a national headline. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, when Hurricane Harvey went through here and there was people walking half naked through the streets and, <laughs> yeah. you know, all the yeah. reporters were here reporting on the tragedy, on the disaster. And yes, it was it was a tragic situation that all that food was lost. But for AGB to step up like that, not only do they make badass commercials <laughs> uh, featuring local Houston athletes, but. I mean, they're always, I mean, they're one of the staples of every community in the Houston area. Absolutely. And that is pretty awesome that they did that. Um, You know, I I have to say, I've always wanted to like volunteer at Food Bank. I've -hmm. I've seen videos and stuff about it. And I think sometimes we just kind of get complacent. It's one of those things you always say, oh man, I want to do that. Of course. And then you you don't. You get caught up in the the normal humdrum of life. And that's that's typical. I mean, that's not nothing to. But. That being said, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give the man sitting across from me a little bit of credit because you you touched on it earlier. You started a nonprofit of your own. I did. And it is called Fair Dinkum Coffee Company, mm-hmm. correct? Yes, sir. Or is it just Coffee Co.? It's Coffee Co. Coffee Co. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair Dinkum Coffee Co. Now help me out. This endeavor started with you, your brother. So hold uh, on. It started with me and you, my buddy John. Oh, and John first. Yep. Okay. And Man, you Where'd know, you guys get the idea? I stayed up for about six hours one night, just cruising mm-hmm. on YouTube, yeah. and I got curious of how coffee was made. Right. And you know me, man. When I come through, <laughs> I come through guns a-blazing. Get, get, get that soap out the way. We're about to make coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I got excited, man. Yeah. Called John, talking to John about it. John just gets just excited as me. Right. And then we start, you know, going through the process. And it, it, it took about six solid months to understand, like, the science behind it. Because there, there is. Yeah. You don't just put coffee in a roaster and roast it. Like, there is. Yeah, it's not like the cowboy movies. No. They just put the beans and grind them. No, yeah. no, no, no. I mean, there, I mean, there, you can. But if you want something that's going to taste good, there's definitely right. a science behind it. I so, got you. as we're moving on, as we're progressing, um, we said, why don't we do something that's going to be instead of doing a profit company, this is just going to benefit us. Why don't we do something that's going to benefit kids? It's mm-hmm. going to benefit families in our, in our area. So we both agreed on that. Right. So we start looking into the 501 C three nonprofit stamps. And I don't know if anybody's ever looked into that, but it is miles and miles and miles and miles of paperwork and things that you have to have. And hmm. one of those things you have to have is a board of directors. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah. So once we found out we have to have a board of directors, we can't just have two guys running the show. That's what we did. We started looking for people to help us, looking right. looking for people with talents who could substantially give or, or put back into this their talents, right. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so at that point, we brought on my brother, Jonathan. Okay. After Jonathan, we brought on Stacy. And then after Stacy, we brought on Justin. Okay. So there's five of us. And all five of us have very different Titles, we do different things. I mean, it, and it all comes together. Right. And these, these are people that you were all friends and acquaintances yes, before. Yes, yes. And so um, how it works is you guys sell the coffee, mm-hmm. and then those proceeds always go to. So what we do is we have a board meeting, okay. and we decide what charity we're going to donate to for the first three months. 
the, the we we do a full profit donation for every quarter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so everything we make in that quarter quarter goes to that organization or charity that we've chosen the prior three months, right. and all of our profits that we make off this coffee, that's where it goes. Okay, so our next our next don our next donation is coming up December thirty first to Texas. I'm sorry, today's Harbor for Children in Laporte. That's cool. Are you comfortable talking about how much you've been able to donate so far? Or? So we as as of right now, we have not donated anything. Okay. We are approaching our five hundred dollar mark. Okay. To today's Harbor for Children. We're getting we're getting very close. Okay. We're hoping to be able to do that by December thirty first. Okay. So you want to buy I some look, coffee? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um I mean I don't want this to sound like an advertisement, but this is something for a great cause and so how, how do people get in touch with you to, to get the coffee so if they want to help out? You can get on our Etsy shop. You can get on our Facebook, Instagram, um, and you can you can purchase all of our stuff through Etsy. We are in the process of building a website. It's okay. hopefully going to be in uh, or live in January, February area. Okay. You can also buy it at Yoga Strong in Deer Park off Center Street. Cool. So this uh, you guys are shipping this? Yeah. So anywhere in the country, it, it, anywhere in the world. Well, not in the world. <laughs> okay. We haven't gotten international shipping down I yet. I got but you. It, okay. It, it is. It is. But hey, US. Deer Park, stand up. Do something great for the for the local kids, man, and, and for local people in need. That's that's awesome, man. I um, as long that. as I've known you, I said on the first episode, you mm-hmm. do have an entrepreneurial spirit, mm-hmm. but you've also always had this sense of community and wanting to do something yeah, to course. give back. Of course. And, you know, we're not millionaires by no, any... No, like, no, no, no. Not usually when people start a charity, it's because they need a tax break, right? Of course. Of course. <laughs> so... This is definitely not that. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys are just local people who mm-hmm. want to do something good for the local community. And yep. that that is very commendable and impressive. Well, I appreciate um, that. I was going to go through another national story, but we got these local vibes going on right now. <laughs> There's two companies... That actually, I found them because I was trying to get a fried churro cheesecake that I saw on Facebook that looked Ooh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's a company called Get Baked Baked Goods. Uh, Megan Rodriguez is the owner. Okay. And she bakes from home and she either will send it to you or you can come pick it up. Damn. She teamed up um, with some friends of hers at Trees Be Gone. And she did give me the gentleman's name, but I forgot to put it in my notes here. <laughs> um, but they teamed up and they helped feed a few families for Thanksgiving. That's incredible. And incredible. some families in need. And yeah. once again, we're not talking about millionaires, people making no. stacks on stacks, trying to, you know, get get some tax relief. Like there's just somebody who's in the community. She had the means to do so. Absolutely. And she wanted to help. And so shout out, shout out to you, Megan, and shout out to to your friends at Trees uh, Trees Be Gone. That's just an incredible thing. I hope I'll be in a position to do something similar, you know, soon. Of course. But right now what I can do is I can support the people who are doing things, support and, you. And, I mean, in that you have no clue how much water that holds. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really does. Yeah. It, it, it goes so far for shout outs like that. It goes so far to like and share stuff on social media, like stuff yeah. like that helps tremendously. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll make sure that I do that, you know, be, be supportive of our, of our local people's trying to do good things. Man, the local vibe. I, I love it, dude. All, all these people have been super supportive. I've I've gotten on social media a lot more in the past few months than mm-hmm. I'm normally used to. Yeah. And <laughs> it's funny because I just started going to add people, like, hoping that they'll listen mm-hmm. to the podcast. Yeah. And I've run into people like this doing so. And I'm like, man, 
Thank God I was spamming this button <laughs> just trying to get people to listen because uh-huh. I'm running into good stories, good people. I, I was adding people and uh, a lady by the name of Liv- Olivia Lynn, she's like, oh, I listen to your guys' first podcast. It was awesome. Uh, you want an insurance quote? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so she's she, Olivia Lynn works for State Farm and I got ourselves a new podcast listener and I saved money on my car insurance. There it sounds like a commercial, but it's not it's just nobody's it's, paying us to say that. Right. When you put out when you put out good vibes, good things come back to you. Absolutely. Man. And and that's what's great. I do want to touch on this story though, man, really briefly. It's okay. not local. There was a woman by the name of Laura Wood who was a nurse. And there was a gentleman in her hospital. He had autism. His name was Jonathan Pinkard, 27 years old. And he got taken off of the heart transplant list because he had autism. He was homeless. He had nobody to care for him. And if you don't have anybody to take care of you after that surgery, when you have to take your anti-rejection pills and everything, then they just won't do it. So I didn't know that. Yeah. That's crazy. Because they have to... These these organs are valuable, of course. So if they give it to somebody, they mm-hmm. want to make sure that it's, being taken care it's of. going to be taken care of, mm-hmm. and they go through a strict uh, process to make sure they're not doing drugs. Yeah. They're not, you know. So, but he was taken off of the list be- simply because he did he he was staying he was coming in and out of homeless shelters. Gotcha. He didn't have anywhere to go. He was twenty seven years old. I don't remember exactly how old Lori Wood was, but she just uh, I'm sorry, she's fifty seven. She decided to ask him if he minded if she could be his legal guardian. That's incredible. That's so incredible. she adopted the man and he got his transplant and she's been taking care of him ever since. Incredible. Th- that is the kind of stuff, man. I read that story and I'm like, wow. Give you chills. <laughs> it does. There are things like this that are happening in this world. No, they're not going to tell you about it on CNN and no. Fox News nope. and ABC. There's good people doing good things. Of course. And Everywhere. It's, it's all over. Exactly. It's so important and to me. And what sucks is you have to actually look to find it. Yeah. That's what sucks. The, going through this process, it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> to find the good <laughs> news. Um, <laughs> but those were the two stories I came across. I did want to give honorable mention to uh, the Robin Hood of Nuggets. <laughs> While I was looking for positive <laughs> stories, <laughs> I ran into this guy <gasps> who worked at McDonald's for two and a half years. <laughs> and he said for two and a half years... Every single 10 piece he sold, he put 11 nuggets into the box. Not all heroes wear capes. (laughs) I'm telling you, man. Shout out to you, brother. Shout out to you. You know, McDonald's probably didn't give you enough sauce for all 11 (laughs) of those nuggets, but shout out to this guy, man. I mean, that might be borderline theft. I'm not sure. But you know what? Robin Hood was a thief too, but he was he was a hero. So they have dubbed him the Robin Hood of Nuggets, That's which awesome. is crazy. That's awesome. Okay, man. So these were some examples of love and good vibes. Um, it feels good to to talk about some positivity. It does. It really it does. feels good to. I hope everybody catches this wave with us, man. You scroll through your through your timeline mm-hmm. and through your news feed. Yep. On Facebook, you're gonna see a lot of. Angry people, you see baby mamas. Just hate, ignore them. Yeah, baby mamas, you know, hating on their baby daddy. <laughs> baby daddy hating on baby mama. You know, the the liberals versus the 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 right. Like, it's too much, man. It is. Every once in a blue moon, you'll scroll through and you see a heartwarming story and you mm-hmm. ask yourself, man, why can't that be the norm? Yeah, you know? absolutely. So that's what I want to do. So let's ask our listeners, why don't you fill up our news feeds 
with some love and good vibes. If there's any stories that you guys have out there that you've seen that you want to bring to the attention of anyone seeking some positivity, why don't you guys go to our Facebook page, go to our Instagram, go to our Twitter, share it with us. Let us know where your love and good vibes come from. If anything we said here today resonated with you, uh, any of the stories that we talked about, or if you know some people, whether it's local or not local, who are doing some good things for their community, let us know. We want to shout those people out. Absolutely. Every single time. We want people to know that there's good people out here doing good things. I do want to mention... Some speaking of local good vibes, we talked a little bit about this generation now of young kids and how sometimes it's a little bit scary. I want to shout out my son's friend, uh, Jonah, who came to stay with us this weekend. Okay. Okay. So I was sitting here working on this podcast stuff Mm -hmm. and they saw all the equipment out and he's like, oh, dude, that's cool. Can we sit down and like do a little practice? And I was like, yeah, that's cool, man. Let's do that. Uh So he sat down right where you are. And I'm thinking, okay, we'll record a little five, ten minutes. Mm. Bro, when I tell you when we were done, we'd been talking for 40 minutes. What? 40 minutes. Like, this kid was asking me questions, and he knew how to elocute. Like, he was impressive. impressive. That's impressive. (laughs) He was extremely impressive. And I was like, you better back up, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but look, man, I think it's really easy for older generations of people. Yeah. To sit here and lament like, oh, these whippersnapper, you know. I of mean, course it is. But there are some kids out there. He was very insightful. Uh, he talked about his That's family. Awesome. That's awesome. He talked about choices and the difficulties of making good choices. Wow. Uh, he even got like super personal. Man, I, I told him, I was like, dude. I did not expect to be sitting here talking to you for 40 minutes. That's how long our first podcast was. That's that's the kind of stories <laughs> I love hearing, man. Yeah. I love I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah. Somebody who can be insightful and can be knowledgeable and knows yeah. the difference between right and wrong. And he's 12. And he's 12 years old. That's that's crazy, man. That's yeah. crazy. And that's a local kid. Here goes to Deer Park Junior High. So Deer Park, there is hope <laughs> for all of us. You know, and um hopefully he's one of those kids who who will inspire others to to to, to be the same way. Yeah. He's just a good kid, and I'm, I'm glad Logan's friends with him. I ended up speaking to his father. I was like, man, I, I did not expect to sit here and talk to your son for 40 minutes. And we just chopped it up about life, about yeah. music. And I was like, it was very impressive. So I told him, hey, you give me your email address. I'm going to turn this into a little audiogram. I'm going to send it to you. You guys should be very proud. Your son, has, he's had perfect manners while he was here. That's awesome. Um, and he, and he, he's a very nice young man. So that just made me feel good. That gave yeah. me love and good vibes, man. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we want to spread to everyone. So look. That's it. Everyone, thank you again for all of the support, all of the love, all of the sharing, all of the even constructive criticism. We see you, Rolando. We're good. Hey, we got the, you. The absolutely. Ab- the absolutely counter is up and running. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing that for sure. Um, this has been really fun again, man. I, I think agree. this went really well. Yep, I'm excited about episode three already. Um, guys, once again, smells like middle-aged spirit. Please go like, share, Facebook, Instagram, Please get on my Twitter. I have seven followers, and I believe two of them are me and Chris. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we did good, man. I'm going to call it a wrap. My name's Nick Stevenson. My name's Chris Clark, and we'll see you all next time. Absolutely. You've been listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast with Nick and Chris. For more show content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.